0: you want to check us out on all of our social media platforms on twitter
1: at tinfoil hat cast on instagram at tinfoil hat pod or all comedy t-shirts.com email us at tinfoilhatpod at at gmail.com
2: tinfoil hat tinfoil hat hey man where's hey the man. truth
0: there dog tinfoil hat oh what the fuck are you guys even talking about are you ready to
2: get your mind blown
0: be podcasted. Yeah. Yes, the podcast with the best hair in the game. Not only Ryan Davis's, but my hair is on point today. It's looking pretty good. Hairstyle, haircuts are getting way too expensive in this town. But that will be another episode of conspiracies. Why is the price of haircuts going up? Is it something about the Middle East peace process? What is causing? haircuts to quadruple in price, you know? And I had a girl cut my hair today that looked exactly like somebody from a Tim Burton, like the, the nightmare after Halloween. Exactly. I'm like, oh, please don't please don't cut my hair. Hi, can I cut your hair? I'm like, oh, God. And she did a great job, okay? So the point is just because somebody looks like they're the walking dead doesn't mean they can't cut good hair. Welcome to Tinfoil Hat. You know who we are. You know what we're here to do, and that is fucking rock hard. Back in the saddle. Uh, this is one of four podcasts we will be doing in the next 3 days because I'll be going out of town to go see my mama and my brother and we're going to go uh I'm very excited about getting back home so we're going to bang out a couple ones they are all killer killer topics I'm very excited we're getting into it uh, a lot of crazy stuff but before we go that we got to uh, we got to push the product guys June 1st, June 2nd. It is the Tinfall hat comedy night. We are at Cops in San Francisco on June 1st, 8 o'clock show. And then we're at the Punchline in Sacramento. Now, here's what's really weird. All we've been doing is pushing the June 1st one because it's such a giant comedy club. But yet, we've sold way more tickets in Sacramento. Sactown. Sactown. The most underrated city. Sactown and Tampa are my two favorite comedy cities. They uh they're very underrated. The women are very attractive. They will have your baby. That's what I know about <laughs> Sacramento and Tampa. But uh so guys go if you're in, and I know that most tickets are bought within the first week or uh, or two of uh, within the week or two of doing uh, of the actual show. Buy those tickets, man. Trust me. Buy them tickets. We have uh, Ed, uh Eddie Bravo, Off the Grid's gonna be there. Okay, we got Trez Mala and. We're waiting out one more comic. Might do a secret pop-in. And then afterwards, we're doing the Q&A. We're going to take your questions. And whoever brings the most people is going to be able to come backstage and smoke weed with our good friend Eddie Bravo and uh, do a podcast. I'm bringing my podcast equipment. We'll have it all set up so that when we go in the back, we'll bang out a nice podcast for you. Let's sell them. Now, some of you guys might be going on some of these pirate websites or these third-party ticket sellers. And the prices are insane. Make sure you go I went there today, I'm like two hundred and twenty dollars. I'm like, what are we, Hamilton? Who's <laughs> gonna go see that? It's crazy. Go make sure you go to the Cobbs, Cobbs Comedy Club or the punchline. Don't buy third party tickets, man. I wish I'd put up our flyer, right? It's a nice flyer. You know, and then tomorrow night is uh, Comedy Chaos. And guys, the dojo is a-rocking. We have awesome shows going there all the time. Uh, Have I forgotten anything,
1: Uh, No, if you notice right here, our good friends from Illuminatus, Illuminatus on Instagram. Since they know uh, we can't be sponsored by the Illuminati, they're going to go ahead and uh, throw a little product our way. And today's guest, we might as well bring him on in here. Got a little something for you, buddy. What's that, man? That's from the Illuminatus, right there. So oh, they're uh, kind of uh, the premier that, cannabis uh, industry. So I know you—you might be a cannabis head. I am. Just a do weird. you smoke the marijuana?
3: <laughs> I am, but I was just saying I'm going to quit this morning. Look at this. I have, I have another <laughs> reason to keep that? going to right someone. now. We gave right you weed
0: now. before we introduced you. Uh, <laughs> he's got a new podcast. It's called I Do Fanatics. Right? Yes. And it's, uh, is it on the uh, Laugh Factory? It's Fanatics
3: Podcast. It's on the Laugh Factory Network. You can find us on SoundCloud and iTunes and Libsyn and soon all the other Why stuff. Why are you that on Sam... SoundCloud
0: and Libsyn?
3: Because. I don't know. I thought SoundCloud. A lot of people have been listening to it on SoundCloud. Yeah, so.
0: but the, the SoundCloud lips and our both. Anyways, we're we'll getting into that. Okay. Please joining us. Uh, he's one of my favorite episodes we've done. Thank oh, yeah. you. Uh, it was really fun, and it kind of let me know that this podcast is going to get really interesting. Please welcome. He's my friend, even though he's if very he late can't today. Remember my name. Yeah, yeah, no, Sean Josh, <laughs> come on, dog
3: yeah i was late today Sam. you were late and that's why i'm late. only busting your balls I no it's okay I and i you know you know i still get uh even to this day every week or two i'll get messages on instagram or twitter from from that podcast people
0: are going back and li- listen they go back and people love this it. show so much they're going back and listening to like old naughty shows that are back on like way back on yeah, so people guys are checking are, out you
3: guys are uh, killing it
0: tell us about your your podcast
3: it is a sports and comedy podcast, but we have a lot of fun. I just have friends in the room. We go you through just sports. Do Indiana sports. We, yes, we just do uh, exclusively Indiana sports. A so I've been talking about the Pacers for corn-based. about four weeks. we are got to be so big in Hendricks County, Indiana. So it's you can't even believe it. You can't even believe it. No, we do a lot of different. We do a lot of different fun stuff. We shoot segments. We we do bits out on the street. And are stuff. there any
0: conspiracies in the sports world that well, you're interested actually,
3: in? Actually, I was hoping to have on Sammy Triple sometime soon because yeah. I would love to do that. My my dad is completely thinks the NBA is fixed. Like with my parents calling sometimes. Oh, uh,
0: they're to it. a point. It is 100% fixed. Oh, yeah. Like 100% uh, It's like fixed.
3: professional wrestling sometimes. You know, it's, you can well, go back to the, the Sacramento series is a famous one where Donaghy was in the fourth quarter.
0: Of course. And then it's all about like, you know, ratings like LeBron is going to do bigger numbers than Oladipo. Of course. Like? And that's and that sucks.
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, when you're a small market, you got to not only beat the other team, you have to beat the refs. Too.
0: But OKC has taught you that if you play exciting basketball, you people watch it. Doesn't You don't have to be from a, fu- a big city for people to want to watch you.
3: You don't have to be from a big city, but you have to have big stars. Yes. You have to have some type of way that they can get ratings from you. And if they can't get ratings from you, then it's going to be that much tougher for you to advance in whatever particular series. I mean, look at San series. Antonio.
0: They... they they were killing it for years, and then, yeah, yeah, then yeah. nobody would watch the finals. Exactly, like Detroit. But they were so San they were Antonio. so good
3: they couldn't be denied. Yeah, you know well, what they I
0: mean? were they were methodical.
3: Right. The NFL doesn't have that problem. That's one thing the NFL does well. When you watch the NFL, it it feels like fair. You know what I mean? And I think a lot of that has. to I do mean, you've seen weird with calls, the, but you've they have the weird. replay works pretty well in the NFL, especially as compared to as them. a
0: Raiders yeah. fan. I will tell you that there are calls that. Do, don't make sense. A little thing called the tuck rule. That I, I'm
3: came. 100% there with you on that one. The you tuck rule know. was bullshit.
0: And all the, the just the, up. anyways.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I gotta uh, twist up my hair into braids. I feel like less a man after that conversation. Oh, it's so, but you guys
3: do talk about tools man. or something. You, you like, do you know. have beautiful hair, by the way. I just come here for the beautiful hair to look at you too. Oh, amazing.
1: I do have, I got a haircut today. It, it looks, looks great. Good. I mean, it looks it's never gonna be great. flow like that. Every this. time I try to get a trim, a guy that looks like you comes up and I'm like, bro, you ain't got no <laughs> hair, man. Now what are you going to do? That that is weird beautiful? that weird? They you want a haircut from a guy with good hair? I want a haircut from a gay man, first of all.
0: I don't, dude. If I see
1: a straight man, I'm like, you no, like no, you no. You better get a little twinkle in them toes, dog. Mm. I, I to got see. humped one time hard. Like, he was in grinding the chair. on
0: me. Yeah.
1: I'm like, dude, I'm like. But there's
0: no
3: back to the chair? A haircut Nobody's can be.
0: like hitting the <laughs> side. He's just like. <laughs> nying, <laughs> nying, nying. A haircut
3: can be a very sensual thing, man.
0: Yeah. Well, or rape.
3: Yeah, it could I mean, be like, in case. That's a,
0: Like, if you don't want that, it's only sensual if you're down with it. So
3: you didn't give him consent to I didn't go, hey, dude, his, as ha- you cut his my half hair, chub on your fucking
0: jizz on my shoulder. I
3: didn't say that. <laughs> you're you're such, a our, uh, such a homophobe. Such a
0: homophobe. Dude, I'm sorry. Did, uh, uh, you know, uh, unconsensual, homosexual dry humping just, makes me just homophobic go just go with it just okay we'll remember it. that it's
1: hollywood baby. We'll remember
3: it's that. hollywood
1: you know you're our one of our most requested guests they're like when are you gonna Am get I? that guy back on oh
0: that's awesome so man
3: i'm that guy back i'm later. back on guys oh real quick
0: you have a show next uh this will come out what, on mondays you do so, so this will
3: come out monday the 14th yeah. i have a show at the laugh factory on monday the 14th 7:45. so rush out and buy tickets who's and in come it come out Right now it is me and uh, Whitney Cummings I would say is probably That's all, you
0: need. Everybody knows. That's all you need. That's all you need. Who hooked today, you but... up with that number?
3: Uh, it was a guy named uh, this really young mogul named Sammy Triples yeah, over I here. Love mogul. Sammy Triple. Sammy is a young mogul by the way. He's doing like so many things right now it's crazy. Your yeah. special was great. Oh thank I you. I watched the first edit of the first
0: hour last night. It was so good. When's it coming out? I mean, hopefully Dana, my girlfriend, is going – She she's going to go through and clean it all up. Right, right. There's a couple and cool And she was the angles. one running around the room being Oh, yeah, crazy. tell me what to do. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs>
0: yeah, she was great. She, she, I mean, with Dana, I got some big stuff coming. I'm super excited, but that will be down the road on that. I'm yeah. excited to get to you because Let's we did, do it, a, baby. Yeah, we yeah, did yeah. an Anunnaki an episode yeah. that I enjoyed so much. And it's amazing to me. And I just really want to say this to all the listeners – we don't have to agree on every conspiracy.
3: I'd prefer we didn't.
0: You know, no, it's exactly. just like you can believe in something and you cannot believe. It doesn't mean it's trash. We're shills. We're just agents of disinformation. It's okay yes. that you don't agree. agree. and Like sports. Like yes. Just because everybody's not a Clipper, a Raider, or a Dodgers fan doesn't mean they don't valid points or they don't like sports. It's just like... It's okay. You don't believe in Anunnaki, or you do believe in Anunnaki. I personally think there's something there. That's just me. You don't have to believe in it. And listen, this is not a show for people to come on and for me to challenge them on. I I don't want that. I do really like Art Bell's style Mm -hmm. of just like, okay, you're on. Open platform. You think what you're saying. We're going to go with it's real, let's explore it.
3: It is a mark of an educated mind to be able to entertain and consider an idea without accepting it.
0: Yeah, I, I just want to hear what you have to without say. Without emotion, just right? to entertain I don't know it, if I can get to it. that moment. You know what, what I mean?
1: The,
0: I'm Armenian Italian. We go we all have things to work quick, dog. But <laughs> I, I enjoy hearing it, and I want to hear it. And I don't want people to come on here because, you know, like conspiracy theorists, they're almost like, Street dogs, you know? It's like they, they roam the streets at night, you know? It can be tribal. And, and they could be... Well, they can be also be very sensitive to being called crazy names sure. and all that stuff. And it could drive them... You know? So I don't want them thinking think if they come on here, it's going to be just like this mental chess game. It's let's, more like...
3: Let's not be triggered, people.
0: Yeah. I just want to have fun. I just let's want to fun. hear what you have to say. Whether I walk away from it... Not, I've had Eddie Bravo on here a thousand times. Sure. I am not a flat earth guy. But that doesn't mean... He wants to do a whole episode on it. I'm sure. like... I'm like, okay, I'll listen to it. It's not my thing.
1: I'm not right. a sports guy. Sam and you guys just talked something exactly. like, spoke another language, and that's <laughs> yeah. fine. I'm cool with it. <laughs> yeah. I don't need you guys. No more sports. Sports yeah. aren't real, It's you just know? like,
0: it's fine, man.
3: Yeah, if everyone you believe in something out. I
0: don't necessarily believe in, it's okay. Stop going crazy. If
1: you like the show, enjoy. If you don't, don't
3: watch the show there you go and just smoke some illuminatica black as you do it
1: i love it dude. (laughs) so i was like sean what do you want to talk about and uh i'm glad what you brought up was something we've never really and it happened like right underneath uh right before it turned to 2018 yeah (laughs) on december 16th 2017 the u.s department of defense released a video showing an encounter between a navy fa-18 super hornet and an unknown object It was released by the Defense Department's Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program. That's a mouthful but that is what they do in the military. So
0: what's that it's the threat
3: that's what they, identification D-D-A-A-T-I-P. program, T I P. In the government that's they don't call them UFOs anymore in the defense area. I guess they're called whatever that phrase is, the advanced aerospace threats mm-hmm. is what they're referred to now, which is what the name of that program was.
0: So yeah. does this all get spurred on by DeLong's appearance on Rogan? No, this
3: is way 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 I think.
0: But the, the the uh, the the uh, the the basically acknowledging of a program does it get is that the first step into
1: disclosure
0: is what disclosure, you speak of, huh? yes. Well, disclosure.
3: Uh, I don't you know, I don't know. The way I look at it is like I understand why science is skeptical to kind of embrace or launch inquiries into the field uh as a broad topic, but I think there are specific instances that demand scientific inquiry and are kind of the reason science exists. You know, and I know like you were talking about the flat earth stuff before. Like Science is kind of going through a weird moment right now where it's having a hard time breaking through with the truth, so it makes even the embracer of an idea like this harder. But there are specific instances like this one but why exactly. do you think ultimately that- that, that 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 are the reason science exists? And when you see scientists, like I have a couple quotes here, reject stuff like this out of hand, then when will they accept it? You could argue it's already disclosure. Here we have a U.S. government video, we have uh, radar data backed up by visual sighting and video evidence of a craft that can do uh, <laughs> maneuvers beyond our capability. We have it on video, New York Times government officials. So you could argue disclosure has already happened, right? It's just a matter of how much you want to acknowledge it or not. Do you- do you think but,
0: the the distrust in science isn't really distrust in science, but more of scientists?
3: I mean, I don't know. I have a hard time understanding it personally. I, I mean, think... you
0: gotta look at the history of time. I mean, like let's just take smoking, where scientists came out and literally said smoking was good for you, and w- that's where we've seen where these we've seen people who have been bought and sold. You know, when yeah. we when we when you become a doctor, you take this oath right. to like basically agree to take care of people above no profit and all that stuff and then we see as the older you get and the more you go through the health you know industry you realize
3: that is just lip service well, well you know just on that point specifically a lot of people say uh, science news has kind of a crisis right now because you'll see, like for instance, to use let's use chocolate or red wine as an example. If you follow the news, you'll see one week, oh, chocolate is good for you, high cholesterol. Oh, next week, chocolate will kill you. One week, red wine good for the heart. Next, red wine will kill you. So there is kind of a public information crisis in that aspect. But I think what you're getting to is really, I think there's it's more about public education, and I think there's a failure of. Um, of science education and civics education in particular right now. But in terms of science, to me, all that science revolves around, of course, it's going to get become a political tool. It's going to become propaganda. But all science should revolve around is a scientific method and what that is, meaning you have an experiment, right, right, hypo- right. hypothesis, and then in order to prove that experiment, you have to uh, – we had to be able to do that experiment again and, and get those same results. I agree so, with that. So, so science, of course, is approving. Science is going to be wrong. But within science, it never claims to be an absolute truth like religion or like a faith. And the whole thing is trying to prove itself to prove itself right, which is why you have competing ideas and competing ideologies within a similar set of facts or sub-facts. You know? Right.
0: I agree with that. And I yeah. think the the key, I think what people want to believe in is that We just want to be trustworthy of the all the information we get. We think that there is this it's why people follow the mainstream media so blindly because they're so busy in their life. They don't have time to fact check anything. So because they're trustworthy people, they trust that these people have the integrity to deliver them the truth. And what that may not always be the, the same. So everything that you take. Unfortunately, you have to do your own research. On- oh, and
3: you have to. And you know, the thing about these days is you have the tools to do that if if you choose to. But I always tell people if 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 you know having the responsibility over your own information means also reading stuff to go to your point earlier that you disagree with. If there's a story or something you want to get information about and you're only reading uh, articles or sources you agree with, you're doing a disservice to your understanding of that particular situation. You should seek out information that's contrary to your own opinion because that's the only way that you'll ever be able to have a strong enough opinion to defend or really even believe. Yeah. You know, so.
0: And that's the whole thing. It's just like, you know, even with these conspiracies, not just what we're about to talk about, but other episodes we've done. It's like, we've done research. We've gone deep into it. And yeah. I think that people find... That if they haven't heard of it, it can't be true.
3: Yeah. There, there's I get that, that well. all the time. Yeah.
0: I get that all the time. And it's just like, I mean, like, no, that's not true. That's so stupid. I go, just because you haven't heard about it doesn't mean it's not relevant.
3: Yeah. Yeah, and, it's and, not, and and I think I think these some of these cases bring that up to me because I'm not saying that these are one way or another, but I think the apparent established facts, which are agreed upon and in public, demand uh, more inquiry into them and more light onto them than we currently. Were
0: have. you shocked at when this came out? How <coughs> it didn't register at all? I mean, like there was no.
3: Reaction, it's in, the, in my opinion. It's in to the it? fucking New York Times with government release video. You know what I mean? With video of the incident. You know, but then, but I'm not shocked at all. Because, 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 I'll tell you why I'm not shocked. Because, because the questions that it asks on its face are so audacious and the possibilities of them are so fantastic that knowing how the academic community is and the way that it's it's funded it's built to kind of dismiss things like this not accept them and and look into them
0: you know because Hmm. forever the whole thing was like you know steven spielberg who i think is a scumbag but
3: (laughs) oh you think he's in that whole uh, i know he is
0: i don't know he is but i would say i would be completely shocked if he based on where there's smoke there's fire allegedly allegedly okay so um but, you know, forever he's been begging them, which is very interesting because the other guy that has done the same thing is John Podesta, which is always begging for the U.S. government. And I
3: don't know what you're feeling. Harry Reid was behind. Uh, he's also a major f- uh, force behind this program. as
0: Well, funny. you know, he's famously had the uh, the is it the right or the left eye is black and ble- blue and all that <laughs> stuff. Oh, That's
1: that's a whole crazy
3: one right there. Mm-hmm. Right. He's a boxer. He's an old boxer. Oh. The Podesta stab the
1: into your deep into your left uh, middle ring finger, and so they always have a cut on their ring finger. And then, like, you have to take out the adrenal gland of the like the pituitary gland of the child. And oh, you that's eat where he gets the good stuff. And then that the overloads you, and then that's what causes that like. Uh, oh, really? shut position. up! So that's why you
0: shut up.
1: So you'll see people Adrenaline with a bro. cut, like Obama, with a cut on his hand, and then that it's. But dude, you know how they take pictures. Like right now, if me and you were just to walk down, uh, if TMZ was to catch us, follow us around today, they would catch us doing some weird shit, and we would Dude, have doing you anything. just uh, why
3: do why do you, why do, you why do you think I was fifteen minutes late? It's because of weird shit.
0: Um, <laughs> you know, but they're they've been calling <laughs> for disclosure, and you know, Steven Spielberg, John Podesta, yeah. uh, all these people, you know. And they're like, well, the American people can take it. Then I just, the way people reacted to it, We're so it was dumb. just like. We, can, we can't and like even
3: accept the earth happened. is round. Yeah, it's just not going to enter the public. I bet most people didn't even hear I do about joke
0: it. about it on stage. Like whenever a major event happens in the world, I'd love to go on Instagram and see how the Instagram models are yeah. taking it. Yeah. They couldn't give a rat's <laughs> ass
3: about that's, anything. That's actually, I think, would probably be an important new news maxim. If it breaks the Instagram model matrix and they post about it, you know it's a major event. Yeah,
0: yeah. And yeah. even when they do care about something, it becomes this huge event. Like Cardi D or whatever her name is, Carly B. She Cardi has like she, she's going off on like the, the uh, MK Ultra, and everyone's like, "Oh my god, she's talking about it!" Like that's how crazy we are. That when it actually resonates with insanely hot women, then it must be an issue.
3: Well, well, you know, like I would say this: if if UFOs tomorrow flew information over Washington D.C., would that be enough? You think for people to acknowledge it? Yeah, you think so?
0: Well, I mean, like, yeah, I, 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 I totally I. Oh, do you think, do you me, think, think if if
3: if, if 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 UFOs flew over Washington, D.C. tomorrow and it was recorded and on the cover of most major papers in the United States, would you think that would be enough for people to believe it?
0: For me, yeah, 100 percent.
3: That happened in 1952. UFOs flew over formation in Washington D.C. recorded. I have it all here. Recorded on multiple radar radar stations, Washington National Airport, what it was known as before Dolls, over the period of July twenty first to July twenty ninth, flying information. Multiple uh, air. Multiple. Uh, multiple uh, military jets confirming and scrambling and making contact. And this was on the cover of the Washington Post and many major U.S. newspapers in 1952 when it happened, but still not enough that? for belief. Yes. But that's not. I, that's, I don't think that's a real photo.
0: You don't think that's a real photo? No. No, no. How about that photo behind it? It's
3: 1952. I doubt that they would have it, right?
1: Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. Maybe but I have the information. Hold on. You don't think they'd have the picture of the the newspaper? I don't know. I think there are pictures of it, but I don't, I'm don't. i not going to speak to saying that specific picture is, is Trucks it. Trucks on campus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah? yeah. yeah. I, I did. So it's happened
1: in the past and Washington, Washington no one July 21st to July
3: 29, 1952. Washington National Airport spotted objects on radar. Uh, they ca- movement completely radical compared to other craft. Um, one, uh, on the ground eyewitness reports object, which appeared to be like an orange ball of fire trailing a tail. Unlike anything I've seen the at- So they sent one pilot up there, right? Yeah. And Cause they had all this, they had all the radar confirmation and they were having a hard time getting in the air visual confirmation. The guy goes up there. He sees them. He starts chasing him. He can't get him. They ask, do you see anything? Do you see anything? He goes, They are all around me. This is the exact response. They are all around me. What do I do?
0: (laughs) And what happened to that guy?
3: Uh, As to what happened to him, I don't know when he came back. But he couldn't catch them. He said he tried to catch them, but he just couldn't. They were faster. And so this happened. Two different incidents, one on July 21st and 22nd, and then from the July 26th to 29th over the nation's capital in 1952, radar confirmation, visual confirmation. That wasn't enough. What if I told you that over Phoenix in 1997 you had uh, – Thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people have a confirmed sighting, multiple visual recordings of a craft bigger than the size of a football field that initially when it occurred the day after the governor, Fife Symington, dismissed it. He uh, had this big press conference and he was like, we know what it is. And they brought out an alien in like a joke outfit. And there's like, see, this is it. But if you talk to misinformation, if you talk to him now, he says he was just trying not to get people to panic. He tried to get answers for it forever. But if you ask him what he thinks he goes, it's absolutely was a craft visiting from a different plant. And that is the governor of Arizona speaking to the incident that occurred and if in 1997. I'm an a, if
0: I'm an alien and I want to kidnap, there's no better place to kidnap rednecks than
3: <laughs> desert people. Yeah. No, who's going to believe him? It's Nobody, like Randy, dude, Randy Quaid in Independence Day. Who's going to believe Randy Quaid? The know?
0: level of white trash in deserts it's is amazing. like oh. nothing you'll ever see. And they don't tan. They just get red. They you just know I mean? no, they beef jerky. That's what They do. They They go, they just, yeah, they get leathery. Nobody's going to
3: miss these guys. You kidnap them, you can probe (laughs) for days. So, so you're asking me what it will take. I, I mean, like I'm asking you, I mean, to me, it seems like if you want to, like if you want to, it seems like there's already enough information for disclosure. Until,
0: until someone likes Brian Williams, who I don't know how this guy is gotten back to this, this level where like, he's, he's. People's choice for news. Yeah, but like Brian, until Brian Williams goes, uh, welcome today to MSNBC. Uh, today we're talking confirmed encounters with aliens. Uh, I think that's what's going to take.
3: Well, you know, I mean, there are people who are very well regarded. I mean, what what about Gordon Cooper? He's a goddamn American hero. He was a fighter pilot during World War II. He was one of the original astronauts on Mercury Seven. After that, he became a highly decorated uh, military officer who ran some of the most top secret programs, including he was a big part of uh, the U-2 spy plane and everything. And this guy is a fucking astronaut, one of the original astronauts. And he'll tell you not only confirmed sightings of being in the air shortly after World War II, which is interesting. We can go into that. But also while he was working running a base, I forget which one, one of the ones out here on the West Coast, about uh, confirmed, record- confirmed encounters that they had while they were testing um, landing gear and they're testing landing gear on dry lake beds because it's a very sensitive type of landing gear, right? And uh, as they're doing this, they had a craft that approached. Uh, actually actually landed three prongs. Are we are we playing Halo now? Oh. oh, here he is. In 1951, uh, about 1951.
2: Do the Russians had that kind of technology back then? No. So, uh, how You stop it for a second. You,
3: to? I mean, you definitely determined.
0: Ryan told me to listen to this video, which is great. (laughs) But it's like, it takes, like, this guy doesn't like to move his jaws when he talks. He's Uh a
3: goddamn American hero is what he is. He he deserves to be heard.
0: He would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for those pesky kids. That's what I'm getting (laughs) from this video.
3: Only you and Eddie would disrespect
1: an astronaut. An astronaut. a fighter pilot—he poli- shot down like, Nazis. This
0: video, it's like three minutes. This guy goes...
3: He shot Nazis out of the goddamn <laughs> air. <laughs> that
2: there were objects that were under know. intelligent control, or was it? Well, yeah, they weren't just random. They were flying. Uh, they were flying fighter formations, very definitely under positive control. They're just typical uh, saucer shaped fighter formations, double venticular shape, metallic, double venticular. Like- I think they were definitely piloted vehicles, each one with the pilot in it, and very definitely So stop it real
3: quick. Let me just explain this so Are I can check. Are we start. sure this that's
1: not an elderly Matthew McConaughey from the future? Uh, hey,
0: well, uh, <laughs> that's
3: Gordon Cooper of Mercury 7. Why is this bull
0: in the middle of the road? All right, all right. But what he's, what he's
3: speaking to is shortly, It was I think it may have been during the Korean War, or they were testing uh, high-speed aircraft after World War II. So their information with is testing this new aircraft, some of the fastest aircraft we have at the time, and then that's when they're approached by these other craft, which are flying in. Uh, they were flying information and responding to their formation that they were flying in. They were flying
0: so, in formation. Yes, not flying information like a, a, a email. <laughs> yes, sent they were flying information. They
3: were okay. flying in formation. Okay, according to Gordon. Because Cooper.
2: they were there, flights and more than. And four, they'd have flights of maybe 12 or 16. And all across, And when they make a turn, they'd cross the flights in under, and they had to be in communication to be coordinated. Yeah, every once in a while, one would zip off to the side, just do a lateral man- maneuver out to the side. Much oh, as, I- you, much as it, you've ever seen the lights, the, <coughs> the UFOs that they found uh, over Clear Lake, California. You've seen those? This
0: guy sounds like the dude that uh, Tom Score makes fun of from Louisiana. I was like, oh, 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 oh.
3: That is a goddamn American hero, ladies and gentlemen. You remember that.
1: Uh, so what's he saying here Can you translate
3: Should we translate Old people talk Do yeah. you want to translate or right? I
1: think we just invented An app For short attention span people Where we put <laughs> The thing into it And then it just Hey Sam Listen here Did you know An astronaut <laughs> Back in 1950 And then be like No 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 Don't look away Don't look away Like like, Sam, whole, was, like Sam this
3: whole time Is cheesing up He can't even like Listen to this uh, I guy can, I can. <laughs> say, The
1: yeah. whole time Is just a girl Flashing right. And it's his face in the er, thing er, er, no, Aaron am I
2: wrong Did yeah. that guy look love oh, the, the I love well, oh, what you well, what's okay, fascinating? fascinating. You know, I don't, I
3: don't. Uh, sorry, go, no, ahead, go ahead.
1: But what you're saying, it's like this thing that just passed in 2017. It's happened. It's happened since 47. You know, since yeah. the Roswell. Incident. I
3: don't, I don't. You know, I generally don't do eyewitnesses or character witnesses. But in this regard, I think when you have astronauts and there's so few people who've been to space that they really do hold weight. So when you look at the two people, Gordon Cooper and the other one is Edgar Mitchell. Those are the two astronauts. Edgar Mitchell never saw anything personally. But he was really big into studying what's called the noetic sciences. What is that? And his noetic sciences are just, like, basically alternate sciences, like trying to tap into the zero-point energy field and stuff like that. Because a lot of the way Edgar Mitchell was approaching it from is how do we – how are we able to access these technology stuff like what's uh, zero point energy stuff field? like f- uh, free energy and zero point gravity? It's it's basically the ability to move around uh, free of the dimensions of gravity and um, of of resource based kind of fuel exhaustion. You know.
1: Have you heard the whole idea that the reason that disclosure is never going to happen is because the military-industrial complex is reliable, reliant on our technology that we've, like, reverse-engineered from it, right? So if we give people, like you're talking about, yeah. free energy, now why do we have war? Well, yeah. Why, I mean, do, why do we have oil? Yeah. They so, shut,
3: a lot of people would say that's why they shut down what Tesla was doing. Because remember, Tesla got funding to build what he was telling people was a big radio tower, but in actuality, it was a type of free energy research in, in that that was never brought to fruition. His his plans were scuttled kind of when things were brought about. But the other theory to speak about the military-industrial complex is, once again, I wanted to stay on confirmed stuff where it has data. Right, right, right. So this is outside of that. But a lot of people think uh, that after... Um, that, you know, Eisenhower's legendary military-industrial complex speech is about that exactly. You know, um, the fact that there are these energies, these kind of free energies that exist. That yeah, I want
1: to get his, uh, his granddaughter on the show. I'd love that. Oh, he's, he's, what does his
3: granddaughter say? I'm not familiar she with She
1: is her. big. She's all about uh, talking about... Disclosure, releasing uh, yeah. it. She's kind of on the same path as uh, Dr. Stephen Greer. You know what I'm talking sure. about?
3: Sure. I think Greer's taken a couple of hits in credibility the last five or six years. Like Mitchell, uh, Edgar Mitchell, before he passed, I know distanced himself kind of from, from Because Greer. of all
1: his what woo-woo stuff doing. where he's trying to call I think, down. I um, think
3: Greer it turned it more into a religion rather than um, than just kind of the fact-based evidence. And I think all this stuff is so fantastical. We should limit it to where there's actual data. Uh, Because the data can be studied. And once you can study data, then it can open up avenues to possible answers. So I think everything, if you're really serious or think there's something here and want to find out one way or another what the truth is, you got to limit it to the data. And there are a few instances where actual data exists. One would be this F.A. 18 incident off of San Diego in 2004, which is really fucking interesting.
1: What what happened there? So this footage that's been released is from 2004, right? That
3: is the San Diego incident from Mm -hmm. 2004. This is released by the Department of Defense. It was put up on the New York Times website. It is a confirmed video from the US government of an fa 18 Super Hornet um, chasing an object. The way it went down off of San Diego in 2004, uh, I think they were off the USS Princeton, which is an aircraft carrier, and the guys are just flying, and they hear over the radio, what are you guys carrying? What He goes, what do you mean, what are we carrying? He means, what missiles are you carrying? They say, we have two CAT-M M9s, which are dummy missiles. So apparently over the last two weeks, they'd been spotting a lot of stuff on their radar, making maneuvers that were just absolutely insane and out of control. So he goes, we have two CAT-9s dummy missiles. And they respond, radar responds or whatever. Well, we've got a real world world vector for you. So they give them the, they give them the data points. So they go to meet them, right? And they appear at... Uh, so, oh,
0: who's talking to them? So control?
3: These, the radar control. Okay. Yeah, talking to them. So they tell them to go meet this. They say, We've got a real world vector for you. Okay, we have, go. We have craft yeah. that are appearing at 80,000 feet, then stopping at 20,000 feet, going up and down, skipping, uh, then reappearing on radar and shit like that. So they see them and they give them the point to go meet. So these guys go to investigate. This is all before this video is shot, right? So they get to what's called the merge plot. That's the point from when you're watching on the radar screen, where you see like in movies that they're meeting and the two blips become one blip. So they get to the merge pot and the spot, and they don't see anything. That's when the pilot looks down and he sees, uh, looks down at the at the sea right, and the sea is churning. He describes it as like the water is boiling. And above that, fifty feet above that is the craft. What? Yeah, which is in his words, this is Commander Fravers, which in his and this is all in the New York Times and on the record, um, which is forty feet long and oval shaped, about the size of a football field, and it the craft was jumping around erratically, uh, staying over the water disturbance, jumping, hopping around over it at different heights and distances, but never moving away. Wow. Yeah. The water boiling underneath it. Okay. And skipping too, which is interesting. Some people have theories on that too. Yeah, sounds so like
1: interdimensional, like a uh, craft. Rhino knows his, his
3: shit, right? So he begins, this Commander Fravers begins a circular descent towards the craft. And as he does that, the craft comes up halfway to meet him. And so he decides to go straight to, toward it. And when he goes, Commander Fravers goes straight toward it, he said the craft uh, zoomed away. Um, at incredible speeds and then he says something like it was a weird feeling or it was an eerie feeling or it weirded me out <laughs> so, yeah and then w- what's even crazier Um, after that they go they go they say meet at this cap point which I guess is a rendezvous spot right mm-hmm. and uh, and so they give him a cap spot 60 miles away they go go to that that cap spot right and they're on their way there and they have, uh, they get there, and the guy calls over the radio like five minutes after he gives them the cap. That's insane. He goes, he goes five minutes after they give him the cap point. They give him the rendezvous coordinates for the cap point over the fucking radio. Five minutes later, the guy gets back on the radio. With two Commander Fravers, oh. sir, you won't believe it, but that thing is at your cap point. Can you believe it?
0: That is unbelievable At
3: the cap point 60 miles away Exactly So the implications Of that to me Are almost more astounding Than the ocean thing That means it was Picking up the communications They under, have an understanding Of English And coordinate points And they headed off To see what it was there That they were doing So they asked So he, so this also speaks to So Commander Fravers Gets back to the craft He says Everyone was giving him shit What'd you see uh, Even then At that point At the point Nobody that wants happened, to believe it Everyone's giving him shit Making fun of him and he, he asked him about it, like, what do you think it was? He said, I have no idea what it was. It had no planes or wings or flaps or exhausts, and it just outran our F-18s. He's like, I don't know what it is, but I want to fly one. <laughs> so do
0: you think the water was boiling because it was um –
1: Temperature change or something,
0: or, or it just whatever whatever was keeping it up was boiling the
3: water. That's fucking pure speculation. I mean, oh who yeah, knows? that's what we do here. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's I mean, the whole podcast. <laughs> Would you rather? See I don't. I don't UFO? know. I don't know. I don't know the, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what the per, that could be a reactionary thing to the craft itself, or it could be perhaps it could be uh, some type of experimental thing, or it could be a resource gathering thing. Who knows? Maybe they need a maybe they need a seawater wall between the out of their ship and the inner thing of their ship, and it's some kind of gyro rotation or some shit. Who knows? You know what I mean? That kind of stuff is just is uh, even what's in the ship, I think, is pure speculation. That's why I try to limit it to kind of like what is what is the data? What What is it that we are, can see on our side? And I think that should start significant scientific inquiry. I mean, here we have a pilot in our own government. Like if this doesn't if this doesn't, you know, uh spark some kind of public commission then i i don't don't know what it well so you're asking me i'm saying there's there's you have craft over phoenix you have craft over dc you have our own government with stuff on video i mean there's three right there we haven't even talked about japan air you have you have gordon cooper you have edgar mitchell so, so I don't really know kind of like what it'll take short of, you know, just something popping out and saying, what's, what's going
0: to happen with the men in black if we do disclosure? They're out of work, dude. Has anyone ever thought about them? They got <laughs> mouths to feed. They got families. They got 401ks they got to worry about. I don't know. They supposed to have really small mouths. So they have very small mouths of feet, <laughs> Like the land of the hungry the, ghosts. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh,
3: there is a... Have you, do you know, the man in black video? Maybe I shouldn't get into this. <laughs> yeah, oh, the, get the, into the, it. The one at the hotel in Canada. Yeah, where the two guys
0: walk in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, yeah. some creepy shit. It is very creepy. Do you shit.
3: think that's real? I don't know. But the way the guy the way the way guy dives out of the way, and comes back, and the way he says in the story, it's a nice little simulation. They did a good job with it. Would you rather see a UFO or see Bigfoot? Oh, not even close. A UFO. See, I, I think Bigfoot is such... bull. I think there's... There's significant evidence here. There's data here. You know what I mean? So, so like, if I were to walk into a casino and I would put, it like, a, you know, whatever, bet the house on one, quote-unquote, conspiracy theory that I think would actually bear fruit or there's actually a chance of being out there and abundantly true, mm-hmm. I think this is probably the number one just because there is so much existing data and instances and really credible people. Have you heard you know? of
0: Jennifer,
1: uh, Jennifer, General Bird?
3: General, I don't know if I'm familiar with General Bird.
1: Uh, Operation, uh, was it uh, High Jump over down Antarctica? He's the one who flew over the poles.
3: Oh, he's the Hollow Earth guy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I did. Well, I, do you know, know that that
0: that story? He didn't put that story out. Yeah. It was his kids when they went through his diary. Oh, really? Which is so interesting that a general would be diary. <laughs> I guess we all kind of do a diary, right? Our Twitter yeah. is the new diary.
3: Well, I think old white guys call them memoirs. They don't right? call them diaries. Oh, that's so
1: funny. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if he used a Hello Kitty pen when
0: he was
3: writing. <laughs> Probably. <laughs>
1: right. So like, this program that we just started talking about in the very top of the show, uh, it was hidden deep within the $600 oh. billion dollar annual defense
3: budget. Yeah. So this how much was this that program budget? is super interesting in itself. So. Well, we, well, what was it?
0: Twenty four billion dollars was like how much? The, that's why there. Sometimes the stuff, what they put out isn't the actual whole story. It's just enough to throw people off a scent or go right. different way. The notion that they are building these like anti gravitational mach, flying machines within our government. Right. Like, you see people all the time through Google Earth and all this stuff. They're like, what the fuck is that? You know, they, they the secret base they find. They got this weird, like, uh, uh, flying object in, in right. the runway. Right. And you're like, your annual budget is $24 billion? That does right. not seem nearly enough to actually build any of this stuff. Like, no. that's why I think all this black right. op shit is. Or, the, you know, if you want to go into NASA, what is NASA yeah. really? Probably building these weird ass if, these weird ass flying objects.
3: If you if you read this article, um the New York Times article, it's just a good primer on the defense budget in general and how programs become what's called special access programs, which are protected and are black programs, and that which are um which are then whatever the more public programs and you find out. Like for this program Specifically, Harry Reid was trying to get it to become a special access program to get that protection because they started in 2007 and they came across uh, findings that they f- thought were significant enough to continue this. Do you want me to go through it real yeah. quick? You want to hear it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's what
0: we're here for. All right. So give us the goods,
3: dude. So basically, this was done with Harry Reid and this billionaire named Robert Bigelow, who's the founder of Bigelow Airspace. He has contracts with NASA right now. I don't know if you remember the expanding habitat last year that they tried to do on the ISS. It's like you hook it up and it just expands, which would be really promising for uh, orbital craft, especially like stuff like hotels.
0: What are you talking about? What is that exactly?
3: Bigelow Aerospace uh, is, is an aerospace company founded by the billionaire Robert Bigelow. Okay. They have a lot of NASA contracts. His big aim is to have a hotel in space, and to, to make easily easily inflatable space structures that you just send them out there and they expand like in a uh, jump
0: house, a jumpy house, yes, for
3: kids, a a bounce house, yes, exactly, a bounce castle. So they they had the, oh
0: snaps, yeah,
3: exactly. So they had their first <laughs> they had their first one last year that they actually sent to the ISS, uh, connected to the ISS, and try to expand it. It failed. It, it was I think the experiment was a mix of success and failure, like they're promising going forward, but the actual mechanism didn't expand in the manner that they hoped that it would but the reason the The reason why this is interesting is Robert Bigelow um he's very connected in terms of government contracts yeah. he was on sixty minutes. Uh, Within the last few years Stating that uh, He believes Extraterrestrials Are real And they visited the earth You know The other reason That's interesting Real quick That's interesting Is so this program Was basically run In coordination With Bigelow Aerospace so it was a DOD program won by Luis Elizondo was the um, – he used to run it, but they would pretty much, from my understanding, outsource a lot of the findings to Bigelow, who would do a lot of the research on it to the point that Bigelow modified buildings for storage of metal alloys that re- uh, recovered – from Unidentified Aerial Phenomena. They collected videos, including the one you saw there and another of F 18 Super Hornets surrounding by Gloa Aura traveling at high speeds and road trading. And the pilots can be heard on the video saying there's a whole fleet of them out there. Um, In 2009, or so this guy, Elizondo, quit recently writing a letter to Mattis, uh, Defense Secretary Mattis, saying, why aren't we spending more time here? To kind of show you uh, how people believe that this... Uh, program may have borne fruit that is not public yet. In 2009, Harry Reid argued for the higher security of the program. Much progress has been made, he says, with identification of several highly sensitive, unconventional aerospace-related findings. And finally, in 2009, in the Pentagon's own briefing summary, they said what was considered science fiction, referring to this program, is now science fact. And that's the fucking Pentagon. And Harry Reid, to this day, maintains that there are significant findings within this program.
0: You know those space hotels. There's going to be some weird eyes wide shut sex oh, parties going on. Such kinky shit going such on. Such weird, right. just meat and hold. How
3: are you, you going to Windex that shit? Yeah, it's going to be so gross. Goat heads, just <laughs> humping. Goat heads. Isn't that crazy though, Sammy Triples? Yeah,
0: it is. I do think it's crazy, dude. Was that I too long-winded or was no, that informative? No, that's what this is the good. We want
1: more. Of
3: that. You want you that good? More, good, yeah.
1: We want
0: the. Oh yeah, goods. I have
3: another one. You want to know? Yeah, one?
1: that's what Japan? we're here for. You're bringing yeah. us to home to Japan is that what you thinking?
0: The
3: Japan one too, but can I say yeah. something about the Fermi paradox before uh, dude, we continue? Dude, I've
0: been wanting someone to talk <laughs> about that.
3: Yeah. Okay, so the Fermi paradox basically says that. We're probably alone in the universe. And the reason it says that, there's like a mathematical formula that says if life existed, then we should have encountered it many times over again, right? What are your thoughts on the Fermi Paradox now?
0: Uh, well, you know, I I've talked about this extensively uh, to myself in the mirror <laughs> as I uh, get ready to do this podcast. Uh, I don't believe that, yeah. and I don't. I think that if, there, if there's advanced, uh, extraterrestrial life, and they don't want us to know about it. They are advanced enough to hide it from us. So we have proof here. You've brought me proof that hard data, like you say that that it exists. But these same objects have taken their have gone out of their way to do whatever they can to hide their 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 movements. Right. So I don't I don't agree with that at all.
3: Yeah, I I think you're correct. And nobody actually states that publicly. Like, if you try to read about the Fermi paradox online and stuff, pretty much.
0: Please, Fermi, what an asshole that guy is.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Showing up, dude. If they were out there, we'd already seen them.
0: Okay, Fermi, whatever. You're such a fucking party pooper. Some fucking Italian with a
3: protractor. Whatever, bro.
0: Bro, shut up. (laughs) Give me the told Enough of this. Oh, go on. Yeah.
3: So like the two main ones people say about the Fermi paradox are because there simply has been no life. There is no life, which is considered the rational one. Well, I mean, the rational belief. But at the same no time, life. isn't that isn't that there's no life that exists out there, which is why we have it, which is which is the accepted, I think, mainstream scientific view. But isn't also the mainstream scientific view that life definitely exists out there. So I think that's kind of self-defeating. The other one um that like Neil deGrasse Tyson says, is uh, that the civilizations have probably just died out already. Like his his great saying is the university is probably riddled with the graves of one planet civilization.
0: My my problem with that whole thing is that it, it's the same thing with any conspiracy, right? Let's say 9-11 is an inside job, right? right. They go, well, if it's an inside job, why has anyone come forward? People have come forward. You just choose not. To accept that information. You tend to call them crazy people, throw a tinfoil hat on them, and, and ignore them. Right. Here we have hard data of extraterrestrial life, encounters left and right, yep, above absolutely. the White House, uh, uh, this Entire thing city, Phoenix. Yeah, I mean, like, but, but people choose not Aircraft. to accept it. Yeah. Because it doesn't fit into the, the how they see the world.
3: Sure, sure. And, and And I think that's why, you know, you won't see serious scientific inquiry into it. Because of the possibilities, it, it goes a lot into what Eckhart Tolle says about ego and how people uh, embrace faith and ego. It becomes part of who they are and a personality of who they are. So they feel like if you attack your religion or belief or even a conspiracy theory somebody's really into, it's almost like you're attacking that person because they see themselves as that view. You get what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. But I will also tell you that I think there's a big part of this that very powerful people have controlled this message and this information because it does a lot to destroy the religious beliefs out there. If
3: if this shit is real, if this is real, then that has to be undeniably true.
0: You know, just like if there are space aliens from different places, the notion that Jesus or Allah or uh, whoever... the star David's based on whoever that cat is, Moses, yeah. whatever that is, is most likely not real.
3: Ba- based on our current understanding of those religions. But, hey, the Mormons believe in different planets. Well, that's yeah, a base it, of the you, Mormon religion. You've been religion. here talking about the Hindus or into that the, stuff. The, yeah, the Buddhists you feel- have different planets. So, so you know, religion also isn't um, shackled to this kind of one life uh, understanding, I think that's much more of a Judeo-Christian-Western understanding of well, what there's, religion
0: well, is. Well, you know, well, I mean, you go back, there's very famously books of the Bible that the Roman Catholic Enoch, Church have, like, have hidden from people oh, yeah, that sure. speak very ho- the Nos- much of alien yeah. encounters. Yeah, yeah. And even, that-
3: even within the Bible, the book of the book of Ezekiel or Enoch, the one where he talks about chariots and the wheel and the grinding. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there was a NASA scientist who was very skeptical about it, and he, he said, I'm going to go and I'm going to debunk this shit. And he went and he built everything to the damn dimensions of it, and he ended up making like a fucking spaceport is <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> like w- <laughs> what it ended up being. You know, so— uh, yeah, well, We you just can had the get...
0: Anunnaki stuff with the Moses, and the yeah. Ark well, the, excuse me, knowing the Ark is mm-hmm. actually just a spacecraft carrying DNA all over the place, right? That was kind of what but the discussion that's
3: was. That's kind of where the known information stops. It stops at the border of that craft churning those seas right there. Because what's beyond the veil is, is there, uh, a completely unknown, and you hear some people talk about it. I think the person with the most credibility I've heard talked about is Paul Hellyer, who is uh, the former comm- Canadian defense minister. Yeah. He's the <clears throat> highest on record person to come out and talk about this. and He gets really into specifics about what are the different races and this and that. I'm not going to go to any of that, but... But I can just tell you, there are definitely cases, Asians are aliens. Asians are aliens. I mean, look at the Korean language. It <laughs> the, looks well, like they have something like, from Star Trek. Yeah, and th- they actually have a great, their own UFO history lore that really ties into some of their great literature of the past as well. But actually, the first recorded uh, data incident of a UFO was a Japan air flight, incidentally, uh, going from, I think it was, uh, Iceland to Anchorage, Alaska, it happened in the 80s, and it is known as the first incident. 80s when? The first incident. It's uh, Japan 1028. You can look up the exact date of it, uh, but it's considered the first recorded UFO data on radar and stuff, and uh, the guy was flying. It's really eerie. Uh, if you ever want to look it up, they have it on YouTube, the entire like uh, s- sequence of his actual voice calling into like the control tower and just like the confusion and the eeriness and him giving him the updates as this craft, these two craft appear in front of him and then they like uh, appear to start distancing to the side and they're coming from whatever side that is on Iceland. And he's like, do you see them on radar? Do you see them on radar? And they're like, we don't see you on radar. We don't see them on radar. He's on radar, we don't see them on radar. And he starts this way and then they trail to the left and he goes, oh, I think they're gone. So then in order to get uh, away from them, he he descends uh, to some lower altitude, 2,000 below, and uh, the craft starts following him in formation. You know what I mean? And you hear him say, oh, it's so eerie. You see, hear him say, say in, in, his, in his own words, it's quite, no, he's in English, it's quite big, uh, quite big.
0: What, what is that? It, it tries to get away, <laughs> but the
3: object, the object stops information he keeps trying to get away but the object keeps following information they don't get any they don't get any radar um radar data of it he's explaining to them he says it's white and yellow it's white and yellow it's quite big later they say it's as big as a football field the eerie thing about this is so it picks it's not picked up a radar at all until they get closer to anchorage where the uh local anchorage radar starts to starts to pick up the object and they had a recorded thing and you can hear the guys on the ground are freaking about it too. They're like, we'll call military. We'll call military. Do they have something they can send over there? So after this, the Japanese pilot who I think was, um, he was, he was shunned uh, and he was grounded from his job. He was told not to talk about it. Uh, He was put on a desk job until he was reinstated years later. Afterwards, uh, there was a meeting with the FBI, CIA, Reagan administration, where they took uh, official possession of, of the data. But uh, it's all a recorded event. It's all out there. The flight tapes are out there. Um, yeah, and, and it's considered the first uh, recorded UFO radar event. So, so, so Crazy. if I told you there was <laughs> astronauts who were telling you who seen this shit and said it's real, if I'm telling you this shit flew information over Washington, D.C., and I'm telling you flew over Phoenix, multiple people if i'm telling you there's multiple us government videos recorded from fa from fa 18s where we have these things recorded doing maneuvers beyond our capability and understanding how to do then to me that's something that needs to have a public commission and looked into seriously and not this kind of not this kind of attitude where it's dismissed because at the real heart of it at the real heart of it if you go through it in the original um things they'll say that they have craft uh, from the government report, I think from this DOD, that they have craft beyond our military capability that we don't have an understanding of how they do any of this. And I think that's really what what the scary thing is there, that they think people aren't gonna be able to handle that and are gonna freak out. So I put out a
0: poll on Twitter just to see what everybody thought. Do you you believe in UFOs? Thoughts, so far it's 93% yes, 7% no. Uh, we had on a, 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 my friend Trevor Kevlov, yeah. who uh, runs uh, the dojo with me. Right. Uh, he, he we did a Patreon in which he t- his father pulled him aside and goes, "When I was very young, I saw something. Uh, I worked at this institute for technology, and I got called down to this floor I've never been to. And I went down there, and they were doing weird experiments on animals. And I walked, and I saw what could be described." As a uh, a spacecraft with uh, two green or gray objects, things, living things, working all over it, running all over it, with a tiny little thing also running around. Yeah. And then... He got pulled... You know, the security pulled guns on him. Right. And uh, for his life, wherever he showed up once a year, these men in black would show up out of nowhere. Like, he'd be going... He'd be traveling the world. He'd uh-huh. go somewhere. He'd have a passport. They'd pull him in. And these guys and these men from black would come in and be like, hey... Yeah, yeah, are, yeah, Have you told anybody? And the only reason this this guy's told Trevor, his son, is because, it, he, you know, he's coming towards the end of his life. Sure. And he had, was, he got to lose at this point. Right. And he says he saw that. The, and this was like decades ago.
1: So sure. what's it going to take? Like, a, We're going to have to Whichever's have him touched down on the White House lawn in order for us to believe? Well, so I what's mean, it I don't take? know.
3: You, you know, you say that poll and, I, and the general poll, I think, is like 56 or 57 percent of the actual population. So you have most of the population already thinking that already. So I just think it's going to be it's going to be it's going to have to be something like Were you like cynical
0: that. at the story I just told you? A little was I, bit? I, yeah, I was. Which is very interesting because yeah. you don't understand. you. What you, It's very interesting because you're like, what's it going to take for people <laughs> to believe in this? And but, when I just told you a story, which for yeah. the most part, I have no reason not to believe. Sure. And Trevor goes, my dad's not that creative to yeah, come up yeah. with that story. Yeah. But yet you so easily dismiss it, who seems to be the pro UFO guy.
3: I'll tell you why. There's so many stories out there. And there's so many anecdotes that they all kind of serve as as kind of like...
0: Misinformation?
3: But not even... I, misinformation has intent to it, you know? And there is misinformation, but... But, you know, when you're on a subject like this, I just think when you stick to like the hard data and the hard facts is when you can really start to change people's minds. Because I've sat down with people who have looked at me like I'm a complete fucking kook. And I will go through with them on these particular cases like we did right now. Mm-hmm. And they will walk away from it saying, okay, I will accept the possibility of it occurring. It's a little bit more. But I'm just very careful of the information I bring into it. Why I, do you think. I don't, want, I don't want to bring in stuff that's easily dismissed. You can't dismiss. Japan, you know what I mean. You can't dismiss Phoenix. You can't dismiss DC. You can't dismiss Gordon Cooper. You can't dismiss the Battle of Los Angeles, which you know. I know you have.
0: Have like, you no gotten wonder. into that at all? Like, I know. You what is into... the
1: Battle of Los Angeles, Ryan? I've been holding on to that one for Gareth Reynolds. I've told you about seventeen yeah, thousand. But, but <laughs> can we get into a little bit? That's a, no.
3: That's a, another one that definitely deserves inquiry. Yeah, but basically, all this should start in World War II. With with Foo Fighters are the first recorded real. Uh, I would say verifiable uh, UFO type of thing that demand inquiry, where, where you know the band Foo Fighters that comes from right UFOs that pilots were seeing. He, you
0: hear he hates that name. Who does he? Yeah, like he didn't think this band would be that big. <laughs>
3: he was just like a throwaway. So
0: Throughout the name, and then blew up. Like, yeah, I'm like, stuck
3: with this name forever. Fucking big. It is a mind. great name, though. It's a great name.
0: So, you, uh, I, Ryan,
3: you, you bl- get what I'm saying on my point, though.
0: <laughs> yeah, but I, I, if I was you, I wouldn't be so quick to dismiss maybe, something. Maybe you're
3: right about that, but you get why because I'm saying Because everything,
0: you're it's looking so, at life in binary code, but, but, zeros and ones, and it's but, like, but, that's but, not life.
3: Fair enough, but you know, you're know you not always talking to people like you are, who may have a little bit of open mind. Usually, you're talking to closed ears. Right. So if you give closed ears anything that gives them a reason to close their ears off, they will.
1: Right. Well,
0: so what I would say to you is if you're talking to a skeptic then you bring out the zeros and the
3: ones, yeah. you know? But I like to deal with the zero. Maybe I'm a bit of a skeptic myself.
0: No, you, well, it sounds – it's very interesting. You're the most open-minded skeptic I've ever seen. Like you're <laughs> open-minded to your information and completely dismissal, dismissive of Well, if he,
3: if he comes with facts and stuff, I think everything here is based around a, a fact or something. The know?
1: other idea, too, is the schools of thought is that um, to conquer the Fermi paradox and travel such far distances – in order to do that, you wouldn't be an organic uh, entity. You would be a non-biological entity. So that's why when we see these grays, they all look identical because they probably Asian are like ben- business robotics. Business <laughs> robotics.
0: They're like <laughs> cyborgs. You think or, that's what they're all hiding, guess. Yeah. Well, that's why nobody's afraid to get little fists because they have little Asian hands and they're yeah. just like tiny fists. That's funny. There's an
1: idea for
3: that. Probings. You know what I learned from the Asian kids in college? uh they used to go to the strip clubs in basketball shorts and I never understood why until I asked them and then the answer was so obvious I was like oh, yeah
0: I, I don't want to say the comic but a very good friend of mine said that this guy used to show up all the time in sweatpants yeah but but I always found like why would she get so offended by that that's what you're there to do. Your job is to give the boners.
3: <laughs> yeah, I never had the, the balls to actually do that. Well
1: hey, it's everybody's favorite time.
3: Uh-oh, what time is Aaron, it? Aaron. Aaron. Don't be an idiot.
1: A Aaron. Well, you better be sick, dead, or mute, Aaron. You done
0: messed up,
2: Aaron! You filthy animal.
0: Aaron thoughts.
1: Well, I'm of the school that that there's so many planets out there and so many galaxies. There has to be extraterrestrial life out there. That's what I'm saying. I don't know if they've ever made it here. I mean, because I haven't seen them. And uh, uh, I, I the agree with Sean with, in terms of like, uh, the unreliability of eyewitnesses, you know, that sort of thing uh, in most cases.
3: But what about the radar data? If, I mean, I got to see it. What man. about the F-18 pilots in the New York Times?
1: I mean, pilots are fucking
3: psychopaths. <laughs> But he has <laughs> no, no. He has to record. It's, Someone's got to do a drop of every
1: crazy thing Aaron's ever said, and I want I, pilots are psychopaths. <laughs> no, they literally are. Too. If you, if you so, take right, if guys. you take their uh, their DSM uh, test results, they're the same as psychopaths. It's insane. All right,
0: you all have right, to be Aaron, a little Aaron, bit nuts to I fly a plane. The
3: video, Aaron, the fucking video from the Navy. Show me the video,
0: Aaron. Show <laughs> the video. Can you find the Japanese one? <laughs> Fuck no. This Tefal <laughs> hat. Hey, hey, drop Aaron. before we end, Good it Do you uh, find yourself being more open-minded to what we're doing? I feel like you're a year. You're almost a year into this. Like, have you opened your mind to our what we're
1: doing? I mean, I'm. I'm skeptical of so many things, though. So, I, I don't know.
3: The video is now, on I, the I, New, New guys, Times. Yes. I'm oh, going to send a, it to Eric. Yes. I'm always willing the to New listen. Five-star five
1: star reviews, guys. Five-star five reviews. reviews.
0: At Fanatics Check. Pod. Okay, real quick. Bring up the Fanatics Pods real quick. Can you bring yeah. it up real quick? We're just we getting it going. Hey, we need say? followers. What does that say? What's the say? Fanatics
3: Podcast.
0: So, it's The Fanatics. Stop okay, it's The Fanatics.
3: Just follow us. At Fanatics Pod on Twitter. At Fanatics Pod on Instagram, I'm at Sean Joshi Two A's. June Joshi. First,
0: guys, grab Follow those me. tickets. Make sure you go to Cobb's. Don't go to the other ones where they're super expensive. Don't go. Go to Cobb's actual website. Do twenty it. and twenty-five dollar tickets, not thirty, not forty, not two hundred twenty. Like it's Hamilton's twenty or twenty-five dollar tickets. That's not bad for a whole night of comedy conspiracy. It's a whole fucking Come hang night, out. people. We're gonna see you there. Be- Yo, be- 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 Right. Good.
3: Good